Paracosmos, where anything is possible and everything is probable. I'm Lacey, the endorphins you get when a new superhero movie trailer drops. And I'm Leah, one of the very, very many pockets on Yelena's vest. Oh my god, I love that. (laughs) (laughs) Oh my god, okay. Alright, we will get to that because that is something we gotta talk about. But today we are talking about Black Widow. Uh, We are going to start with some of her comic book life. And then we're going to kind of jump into the new movie to talk about, you know, what we liked, what we didn't like, uh, differing opinions, um, the opinions of the people online from what we've seen, and sort of see if we agree or not. Yeah, there was a lot of stuff going on in the comics for a very long time with Black Widow um, that they didn't necessarily do in all of the MCU stuff that involved her before she was gone. And so we're just going to kind of talk comics first and then we'll go straight into the movie uh this is mostly about the black widow standalone movie and not necessarily all of her appearances right yeah we're focusing yeah it's going to be comic books and we're focusing on her specific movie uh so with the comic books two things real quick is that she has two different like how she was born and traded off to ivan's stories ivan is the man that raised her by the way uh to be this assassin and well didn't train her completely to be the assassin but like was her quote-unquote adopted dad and is the reason she got brought into the training uh there are two different versions of how she ends up in his hands one is during uh world war ii i believe it is like the building her mom is in like gets burned down and she gets traded off and then the other one it was it was a lot less like nice it was just very quick like here's my child take my child (laughs) it was like okay (laughs) all right that was okay but i mean it kind of fits with like her whole backstory and everything uh and then i mean some differences i really wanted to focus on were kind of like the hawkeye and black widow dynamic because in our mcu verse what we get is you know hawkeye brings black widow to the avengers and rehabilitates her and helps her and that isn't necessarily not true it's just that i think it's important for us to at least talk on you know that black widow actually seduced and recruited hawkeye first in the comics so hawkeye actually used to work for black widow and helping her do things before she switched with him and went to the avengers yeah hawkeye was like uh a circus boy you know he did circus stuff and then uh he met black widow because he was like accidentally doing crime and like stealing shit and everything um and he accidentally made a bad impression on iron man at one point and then they didn't trust him the avengers didn't trust him uh so it's all very very on brand with hawkeye and how messy he is so when he meets natasha he just immediately falls in love with her and does whatever she tells him to do and they go on this like spree of trying to take down iron man together uh, because she was still technically a bad guy at this point. Yeah, she she starts out, you know, for those of you who don't know, as a bad guy. Uh, I mean, but, I, you know, if you watch the movies, they do touch on that, that she started out not so great and she got her little redemption. Which I would have loved if they had actually explored her redemption a bit more in the movies. Rather than just like, oh, here's a quick explanation. Here we are. Yeah, they just, like, in uh, in all of the movies, really, like, whenever they do bring up her past, um, 
I think the most in-depth discussion they've ever done of it was in the first Avengers movie. And then they briefly hit it this movie with a, a scene, her mission that she had to do to defect to S.H.I.E.L.D. And all they did to differentiate it in the past was, like, put a better set yeah. of false eyelashes <laughs> on her. It, yeah. So, so like, what did, do you remember her introduction in the MCU in Iron Man 2 at all? Um, didn't she? Oh, God. No, go ahead. Go start it out. Uh, so, like, on that, like, when she comes into the scene in Iron Man 2, she's, you know, undercover for S.H.I.E.L.D. at that point. And she's pretending to be a secretary uh, at Stark Industries. And when Tony meets her, which this has been a topic of discussion lately online with Scarlett Johansson and the Marvel team and stuff um, about the use of the Black Widow character in earlier MCU properties. Uh, you know, she kind of just like flirts around a little bit with with Tony and Happy and, and the gang and the Iron Man too. And then when she goes to leave the scene... You know, Tony Stark glances over at Pepper Potts and says, I want one. And it goes on throughout the entire movie like that, where anytime she's in the scene, he's just like, I want one. We have to hire her. I want that. I want her. So she's still very, tr like, treated as an object. And they've come out and talked about that recently, about how they kind of wish they hadn't done that and used her in that way, even though that's how they've always done it in the comic books, too. Um, that's absolutely how her... she is treated in the comic books. Yeah. Yeah, she's always used as, like, which I, I understand, like, that's part of the the Red Room and, like, the Black Widow program, and that's why they focused on taking women, because they're a little less unsuspecting and they're more distracting, um, so they can get the job done a bit easier with a little flirting, because men are weak. I was gonna and, say, uh, she uses it to her advantage, like, she uses yeah. what they, uh, you know, when they, how, how do we say it, um... When they give her, like, less value in their eyes and they kind of see her as less, like, she absolutely uses that as, like, yeah, sure, gloss right over me in that way or just see me as an object or just, you know what I mean? So she uses it to her advantage and that's what I like about her in the comics is that, yes, they do that, but also she's kick-ass and says fine and then she gets her way. Like, the fact that she competes against iron man you know what i mean like she does that because because they don't take her seriously at first and then she's like well let me show you how serious you should take me yeah she's very unsuspecting and it's mostly due to the fact that she's a woman and she plays it up and she uses her sexuality and her physical appearance to get what she wants and i mean that tracks and makes sense since she's a spy you know uh she's going to use whatever means she can to get the answers that she needs, which is cool. And they've always kind of used that in the movies too, you know, whenever they go and they had her interrogate Loki and the Avengers when she was at the opening scene of the Avengers movie, um, interrogating those guys in the warehouse, you know, they had her tied up and were like beating the hell out of her, but she was still getting the oh, information I love that she scene. wanted. Yeah. And I love that scene. She did it again in black widow with Drakov. you know, she let him beat the shit out of her to get what she wanted. And it, they've kept that pretty consistent throughout the comics and throughout the movies. So I do like that. Um, and I do like that now the MCU is moving away from, like, overly sexualizing or relying heavily on the female body image to drive a female character. So that's pretty nice. Yeah, she is definitely more of just a badass. And she uses, you know 
psychology to get in your head. Like, she always convinces her enemy, yeah, like, yeah, you're winning. Yeah, you're getting what you want. Like, don't worry about it. And then she's always getting really what she wants. And that that is, like, honestly a superpower in itself because that takes training. That takes a lot of, like, mental power to be able to do that because it's like playing chess and being 10 moves ahead. Yeah, and, like, one of the biggest differences between MCU Natasha and comic book Natasha is that they have two different sets of abilities. Um, and they do focus on some of these in the movies, you know? They just try to make her more grounded and more human, where in the comics, she's not exactly human. Uh, you know, she's got a little bit of a right. of a super soldier serum that doesn't give her the super strength and all of that. But it did enhance all of her other qualities, you know, like her agility and her healing and her aging. So she's probably just as old as Stephen Bucky yeah. in the comic books, but she only looks like she's like 30. Uh, right. Yeah, it, it helps. It. I mean, and that aids her in what she is, you know, doing, staying young. Yeah, you beautiful. know, and that's why the Red Room does that. They didn't give these these widows... All of the all of the super soldier serum that they would need, because then they could escape if they had to. Uh, but they do everything they can to keep them conditioned so that they can continue to use them. So that was always really cool too that they didn't do that with her character in the movies. Because at the start of the MCU, I think they were trying to make these films more grounded in reality on things that could legitimately happen. Uh, for it to make more sense to a general audience that wasn't already aware of the comic books. So I'm kind of stoked that we're moving past that a little bit. And now they're just like, you want a freaking smoke dragon in the sky? Let's do it. You want like neon suits and yellow Loki capes? Let's do it. So it's nice. Yeah, like we're we're getting a lot more comic book stuff and I like it. And I, I hope that we get to see that in the future with all the characters. You know, I would love to like see... Black Widow get blown off some built like some really like intense damage. You know what I mean? And then see her get up and everyone be like, "What the hell? Why are you standing?" And her just be like, "You know, that was part of my training. That yeah. was what they did to me." Like, I think that'd be cool. Like, just some ridiculous. Like, I really am kind of like actually. Yeah, and powerful. it'd be cool if they went that way with Elena since. Natasha is now gone if like they took it with Yelena because she had a whole different set of in the MCU. I know. Don't remind me. <laughs> the pain the pain is still there. I, we'll talk about that in a minute. Uh Yelena's still left standing. She's a black widow in her in her own sense, and she went through a different set of conditioning than Natasha did in the MCU. So she went through a biochemical conditioning. Where Natasha went through a physical condition, and that's why she was able to break it easier right. because mentally she was stronger than the Red Room. Where Yelena, because Natasha broke it, they changed how they conditioned the girls. Uh, so Yelena had a chemical gas exposed to her that made her um, submissive to Dracoff in the Red Room. Right. So it'd be cool if like they did that with her, and you see her at some point in whatever super team they're building right now. Uh where she does display a little bit more of that super soldier-esque fighting style that they do in the comics. Um, speaking of Yelena and Natasha, they were not super friendly in the comics at all for a really long time. 
No. Uh, they were rivals, and Yelena wanted to kill her and went after her a couple times. So it's interesting that they went a different yeah. way in the movie. Yeah, they definitely did the more, like, uh, like stereotypical, oh, we were sisters and we still care about each other, but also, like, we're mad at each other. We're not really... The way they handle talking to each other, like, the whole... Before we get into that, real quick, I just want to touch on just some fun facts for those of you who don't know. Um, Black Widow has dated Daredevil on and off. Um, and then you were telling me that she's dated Hawkeye on and off, right? Yeah. And yeah, then, they had an on and off relationship. Yeah. And so fun. That's fun because Daredevil could be coming in like with that. Like that could be a fun little meet up for those two. And then like to see it or oh no, I guess not. Dad, I keep forgetting she's they killed her. This is making me so mad. She's dead. I'm, I know. They like, need to like just go back a bit and show her doing other cool stuff because I don't think it's fair that she's dead. I know. And like if they do bring back the Charlie Cox Daredevil. Um, I just don't know how they would work that into the, like, how they would intertwine those two stories. So I don't think that we'll ever see that Matt Murdock and Natasha relationship that they had. Because it so was sad. an intense one, That's you know? That's so sad. Uh, it, is, it is really sad. Um, I will take it if they bring him back as Daredevil because he was clearly the better one. Uh, and I was obsessed with that Netflix series. Um, it's, like, some of the best thing I've ever watched on television. Uh, so... A little sad that they can't do that that they can't intertwine those characters or at least have them you know kind of talk to each other yeah like flirty ways so that you can call it back or something um you know she also had a long-standing relationship with the winter soldier and then bucky barnes um captain america steve rogers at one point she was with i think there's a whole separate universe where they had a child together and they named him James after Bucky. Uh, she's been with a lot of people, which is not yeah, saying anything bad about her. It's just she's like she I, I she's do got think, a lot of relationships. Yeah, like a lot of relationships, which I do think is pretty common for like the typical like we drew her sexy, you know, tight spanks. Like, I just think that back in the comic book days, I think that was pretty typical to do to a character so maybe it's good that they're you know not doing it as much in the movies you know it's kinda, yeah kind of yeah, like the... backing off off the romance a little bit i liked that they never attempted to like really uh, i was gonna say pair up with somebody but we did get that whole entire forced like hulk and black widow thing in age of ultron yeah so... that, that felt very <laughs> Uh, but that was by the devil himself, Joss Whedon. So we just like to pretend like it doesn't exist. That didn't happen. Everyone ignore it. We all agree. Pretty much. Like, Joss Whedon is pretty well known for having to force a romance between characters. Um, and treating his main female characters kind of like shit. So it's very, very... It, that frustrated me so freaking much when they were just, like, out of nowhere. The Hulk. She's obsessed with the Hulk. And I was like, but why? <laughs> Yeah, what, like, not, <laughs> yeah, not in, like, against Bruce Banner, but why? <laughs> yeah, I'm like, I'm like, that doesn't make any sense at all. These two characters have hardly interacted, and when they did, she was terrified of him uh, in the first Avengers movie, and then, like, she kind of respected him a little bit, um, but that was the most of it, you know, like, she just had a respect for Bruce Banner, for his struggles and his abilities as the Hulk and everything, um, 
And then you're going to try and tell me that there's this like weird tension between them and it's they're both monsters because they can't have children. Like, shut up. Yeah. That was stupid. I agree. You're not a monster if you can't have a child. Like, yeah, it just means you can't have a child. That's it. You know, Jesus Christ. Like, that whole entire movie irritated me so much. Like, I loved pieces of it and it was like filmed very beautifully. And we got Wanda and Pietro and. The vision and stuff like we got all these cool characters that came from it but then they like kind of butchered black widow's character in it and then they for sure butchered hawkeye uh yeah which yeah which we'll discuss hawkeye eventually but like i always see stuff where it's like in age of ultron natasha never felt like herself and she had one line that actually felt like it was natasha and not forced writing and it was when she was like joking around with steve you know and their relationship through the MCU was one of the ones that I loved the most because they could have gone either way with how they put those two characters on screen. Like, they very easily could have slipped them into a relationship together or they could have kept them as best friends. And in the end, they kept them as close friends. But I was always like, give me Black Widow and Captain America. I love them. Put them together. <laughs> I would, that would have been interesting to see them together for a bit. Um but you know, with Black Widow's history, I don't think it would have lasted. I think I think it's just relationships in general, and I totally get that because she comes from literal like trauma background, like an intense one. So that's hard to maintain close relationships when you kind of have that sort of upbringing. The only other comic book thing I wanted to touch on, just because, uh, for those of you listening, if you haven't caught on, I'm a huge X Men fan. So <laughs> Black Widow has worked with. Uh, former X-Men at the time they were called the champions it was uh, Ghost Rider Hercules Black Widow uh, Angel and Bobby who is Iceman so the fact that she's also worked with X-Men I'm just like ooh X-Men so it's not even like super important I just wanted to talk about it because it's X-Men and I love X-Men yeah I think it's cool that they use Natasha a lot as like the glue that holds things together um she's never been like a core leader of any of these teams in the comic books but she's always been like the person that people look at uh to keep it together you know everybody wants her on their team pretty much yeah and it's because she's a master of literally everything like all martial arts all weapons she can she's a lot like taskmaster where she can look at a scene and process exactly what's going on and predict what's happening next um, and that's part of her conditioning and also her super serum that she was given. But in the movies, she's just really fucking good at her job. And uh, that's why she's the best Black Widow. Um, so on that note, we can go ahead and start discussing the Black Widow movie. Yes, which I wanted to start with, like, just some of the gripes real quick. Like, there are two main ones that I see a lot. Um you know, one is that it should have been released sooner, which, yes, obviously, um, I do wish it had been released sooner, uh, even sooner than what they had previously wanted it to be released as. I think it should have been an in-between movie, like, before she died. That would have been cool to see, and I think it would have been a little more impactful had it been done that way. I'm so glad we got to see it, you know, because I wanted to see more about her, and at this point that's really the only way you can do it now but i would have liked to seen like to see it in between before she died 
just to see like, oh, like while everyone is disbanded, this is where she went, you know, just so you guys are aware of her current standings, which once again, we still have to see, but I think it would have been a little more impactful in that like order. Yeah. And this like, that was one of the issues that I had with the movie. I've seen it now three or four times. Uh, I'm not obsessed. I swear. Oh, yeah, sure. Yep. No, not obsessed at I'm all. I'm not obsessed. Uh, <laughs> I'll probably watch it again later, too. Um, that that was something that I also thought at the end of the movie was that it felt a little forced. Uh, like, there was just a feeling about it when it ended. And I was like, well, it's three years too late is what it is. And I know yeah, it got delayed a year and a late. half because of the pandemic, which was understandable. Um, I'm still happy that they did put it out. I wish that they had just went ahead with a Disney Plus release a year ago and put it out because clearly it still would have made money. I mean, it's opening weekend. It made like $80 million between Disney Plus and the handful of Thursday night showings that it did. So it would have been just as successful uh, at in the middle of the pandemic to release just straight to Disney Plus for the $30. But it really did. It felt like up until that tag scene, everything could have been done years ago like it could have even came after infinity war you know where yeah that's what i mean like yeah like it could have came before endgame but it could have came in between civil war and infinity war like it's set or it could have just came straight after infinity war um setting us up for endgame i know that that would have put yelena in a different position in life and her character in a different position had she been more involved in in the battle of thanos and stuff but i don't know it did it did feel a little forced so i do understand that argument um i think the only thing that could have that would have had to been changed had they actually released it when they timeline should have would have been the tag scene yeah the tag scene would yeah that wouldn't have that wouldn't work as but much. they still could have yeah like they still could have changed um spoilers oh yeah once again (laughs) just in case you're wondering this is spoilers for the comic books and the movie so if you haven't seen black widow (laughs) or haven't read the comics we gave you a week yeah for real we gave you a week which for us that's pretty good so that's That's pretty pretty good so (laughs) just spoilers (laughs) once again like i can't say it enough our our whole podcast is spoilers, and at some point, I'm gonna stop you know, warning y'all because I'm gonna get sick of I saying know, I'm it. Just, I put it in the description for our last episode that there were spoilers, so I'll just start just doing constant that, spoilers, I think. just so you know, spoilers, spoilers. <laughs> <laughs> like the tag scene with Yelena at the tombstone. Uh, we still could have got Yelena visiting a gravesite where they just never show you what's on the tombstone. They never show you. Like, the front side of it, they never show you her whistling and stuff. They don't do the vow coming up and, like, let's go after the guy responsible for your sister's death. Uh, they would have just had to change how she phrased that to something more like, do you want to go after who's really responsible? Right. And left it very open-ended. You would have been able to infer that something was, like, going on. Because that is so close to Yelena. Or it could have just been Val walking up to somebody and you don't really see who they are. And do you want to go after the person responsible for their death? Uh, And then that's the end of the scene, you know. But I know when they killed Black Widow off at Endgame, I was not expecting that. Yeah, me either. uh, At all. So I definitely was shocked and I cried a whole lot. 
all four times I saw in theaters. Yeah, and I think that, you know, we could have still gotten an interesting, like, Hawkeye interaction with Elena had because, like, when they're fighting to jump off the cliff and everything, and finally Black Widow gets to a point where she can be the one to die, like, she could have brought up her family and, you know, said, can you say, can you, you know, a classic, can you go tell them or can you make sure they know or, you know, anything like that. So we still could have gotten a whole Hawkeye interaction with her sister and seen, and then her sister could have taken it as, well, it's your fault. And then that still could have made her a potential villain for the new Hawkeye series coming out. Cause I'm pretty sure that's where that's leading is that. Oh yeah, yeah, for sure. That she is going to be the new villain for Hawkeye and his daughter as I I assume that he's going to be training her and then the villain that comes into their story is going to be uh, Elena. Yeah, because for the Hawkeye series, um, which we don't know too much about right now, we just know some of the characters that are introducing to it. So they're bringing in Kate Bishop. Uh, so that is who Haley Steinfeld, I think is her last name, uh, plays. She is playing Kate Bishop, who becomes Hawkeye in the comics when Hawkeye disappears and becomes Ronin. Uh, so she steals his bow from the Avengers mansion and just decides she's going to be a superhero because Hawkeye saved her as a child because her dad was like a, a criminal <clears throat> and she got kidnapped because of it. And uh, so she hates her family, which her family is confirmed to be in the show. Um, so Hawkeye is the one who saves her. And because of that, she's obsessed with Hawkeye. So when he disappears, she breaks into the Avengers mansion, steals his bow and his costume and she becomes Hawkeye, and then eventually Clinton Barton shows back up, and, like, they fight a whole lot, and he takes his bow back and stuff, and he's like, I'm Hawkeye, and she's like, well, no, I'm Hawkeye. So now they're just both Hawkeye. Uh, and now I always love that. two Hawkeyes running yeah. around. Yeah, they never go by, like, I think sometimes some of the characters refer to her, her as, like, Lady Hawkeye, and she gets mad when they do that, and so does Clinton. He's always like, it's just Hawkeye. We're both Hawkeye. And, uh, yeah, I love ew. that so much. So the the TV show is going to focus on, from my guess, Kate Bishop finding Clint or them stumbling together somehow because of Yelena. Because now we know what the the background is going to be of the show. Yelena's going after him. And because she's going after him, she's going to encounter Kate Bishop. At the end of the series, Yelena's probably not going to be a bad guy anymore. No. Uh, once she actually gets to talk to Clint. But I would imagine that he went around and he told people that, like, it legitimately was his fault that she died and it should have been him. But she did it. And it's all his fault because Clint is messy and he's stupid. Uh, so I don't It'll know what Val's up to. It'll be a Val's really emotional scene. Yeah. It'll and- be very, very emotional. Yeah, whatever Val's up to <clears throat> is very interesting. I'm definitely interested to see them explain that because, like, you know, now we have um, U.S. agent and... Um, we got Elena. Yeah, we got Elena. So she, I, I already know she's building a team. Yeah, oh, yeah. But why send one of your team members after Hawk? Like, what has Hawkeye been doing in this time? It's yeah. it's gonna be interesting to see that show. But you know, getting back to the movie, um, another gripe people had was Taskmaster, and so I, yeah. I have, I'm on the fence with it. You know, I, I. I am also a little on the fence about Taskmaster. Yeah, it's hard because, like, I get it. Um, in the comic books, Taskmaster is very intense. Like, it's Taskmaster's a lot to deal with. 
in the comic books. And I do think that in comparison, that Taskmaster was a little underwhelming as far as like what to deal with. Like you get that classic first scene where um, Black Widow's dealing with Taskmaster and getting her ass handed to her. Oh my God. Like the introduction of Taskmaster in this was so good. Yeah, like, the introduction was great. Like, it was like, very, like, was, okay, that is a character to reckon with. Like this At that is... point, I was like, Taskmaster is a villain. Like, he's got a screen presence that is unmatched by most of the standalone villains that we've seen. I think the only one that kind of was, like, as menacing um, was the Winter Soldier when he first appears. You know? Yeah. And I think that was, like, on the rooftop with Steve or something. Um, but, like, before that, we hadn't seen just, like, a villain that just pops up and is like in your face and has this looming uh, presence over you. Cause like when the widow is getting him, when they first plug that chip into the back of his head uh, to send him out after Yelena and the vials and she like touches his mask and is like, smile. Uh, it was very creepy and like strange. Cause taskmaster in the comics was still just a guy in a suit that had superhuman abilities that can memorize and mimic everybody um yeah but which is still... a terrifying ability yeah it's when you ter- are someone just trained in martial arts mostly like someone who can just copy what you do yeah you know and like you're unbeatable you're unmatched and taskmaster is very very difficult to defeat and i think deadpool is one of the only ones that can successfully like stop him because deadpool just does whatever he wants and he has no real fighting style he deadpool just... has no rules yeah, he's got no rules. So he can defeat Taskmaster a lot easier than any of the other heroes or anti-heroes. And when the, you first see Taskmaster on that bridge, you're like, oh my god. Uh, and the like the way he flips over the cars and uses his sword. And who uses a sword in the in the movies? Who was he mimicking for that? Um I had, Ronin? Was it Ronin? It might have been. When when Hawkeye goes ninja? or whatever uh i guess that would make sense whatever but he's got a shield and stuff and like when natasha realizes he's not there for her i was like okay but why wouldn't he you know why wouldn't he just go ahead and kill her while she's there i think that because they made taskmaster very like programmed they went heavy heavy on the program um that that's why that that was kind of like my reasoning for it is like okay yes Natasha is somebody that got away, but also, like, Natasha is a, f- like, <laughs> I said, like a first edition widow. And they're, they've already moved on to different models of how they <laughs> reprogram these women. Yeah. So is she even seen, once again, you know, is she seen as a threat as much? No. And once again, that's what leads her to being such a great hero in this story is that they, it's, oh, well, you're just the, first edition of what we did so you're nothing compared to what we have now but uh lo and behold not true yeah yeah and i know that like they reasoned throughout the 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 movie yelena did and then again drakeoff that they could not go after natasha and kill her as a loose end even though she knew of the existence of the red room um and knew of what they did and who was involved she thought she had stopped it and killed it all but they didn't go after her because they were worried if they did take her out that one of the Avengers would come and avenge her death. Yeah. But, <laughs> you know, at this point, the Avengers are broke up. This takes place right after Civil War. 
a couple weeks later, and uh, the world knows that the Avengers are kind of in chaos right now, and Taskmaster is there, so why not just kill her? Because if you don't, you know she's an Avenger. She's going to come after you because you came after her first. Uh, so I that was a little messy for me. And then Taskmaster being so programmed was a little messy too because I was kind of just hoping that they would do like this person can just mimic everything and we also expose them to some gas or whatever that made them even better. You know, like they could have done that still and been fine because they did it with the Widows. So whatever. Uh, How did you feel about the Taskmaster reveal at the end? Oh, that it was the daughter? Yeah. I was fine with that. Like, I thought that was an interesting take on it. Um, I definitely think... It was interesting and kind of weird because it gave weight to the whole, like, oh, you blew me up and you're the reason I look the way I do and you're the reason I am the way I am. But at the end of the day, like, even at the end of the movie when Taskmaster gets unprogrammed or whatever you want to call it, you know, with the red... I forget what it's called. Whatever they called it. Um, but it's like the, a biogas or something. Yeah, like some biogas that, like, unprograms the biochemistry the nerve system yeah 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 that they do to them to make them obedient you know immediately she's like is he gone like about her own dad because he was obviously obviously she didn't even want to become taskmaster and yeah so they they threw they threw you for a loop on that because they were like taskmaster's your villain in the movie and then at the end you're like oh no it's actually it's just drakov drakov is the villain uh and he did this to his daughter, you know. So, like, I was kind of okay with the emotional weight behind the Taskmaster reveal of, like, this is Natasha's story. We're diving into her past. We're bringing back her past characters. Um, we're bringing back, you know, this little fake family she had. And then we're going to bring up some stuff that has been mentioned in the MCU before, which was Dracov's daughter. What happened in Budapest? What happened here? Uh, yeah, the mistake she made. Yeah, all the mistakes she made that she's been trying to make up for her entire life. And so I was okay with that, with them changing it from the Tony Masters character, um, who's just a rich, bored person who has a superpower and is an assassin for hire, basically, to this is Dracov's daughter that you almost killed, that you thought you did kill, that you've carried this guilt around your entire life. And it's not what you thought it was. Yeah. Um, it was so nice like, I was okay her- with that part of it. Yeah. It was nice to see I her just, get the closure on it in the end. Like, yeah, like yeah, uh, and you're yeah. still alive, and now I've saved you from being under his thumb. Yeah, it's. I didn't like how they revealed it though. Like the moment that he was like, "Show your face." Um, go ahead and show her, and she takes off the helmet, and you find out that it's Antonia, the daughter. That also we've only half of her face being burned after being in an explosion. I was kind of like, nah, you'd be looking like, I, I just, I thought like, you'd be looking like some Freddy Krueger. We don't know what she looks like under the suit. That's true. That's fair. Okay. I'll give you, yeah, I'll give you that. Yeah. We don't, we don't know the full extent of the damage. Like it could have just hit that side of her face. I'll give you that. I just like when I saw the scene where they actually showed the building, I was like, you'd be You'd be a burnt chicken nugget. Like, <laughs> you'd be, you'd be cooked. Well, cause, 
Natasha says that we had to drop a five-story building on him to kill him and shoot it out with the Hungarian police for 10 days or something. And so I'm like, how did Dreykov get out? How is he not scarred? And how did the daughter only have half of her face burnt? I, right. From the way that I took it was when he said I had to put a chip in her head because you dropped a building on her, is that she can't move unless she's being programmed. Like maybe she was paralyzed or something. So that's why she's in the Taskmaster suit and not a Black Widow suit. Um, and I know that they most likely put her in an outfit like that to make you believe that this is going to be Tony Masters, Taskmaster, uh, the man. and. At the end, it's Antonia, the woman, in the suit. So they try to keep it as neutral as they could. Um, but it was still weird because, like, in some of those fight scenes, you could distinctly tell that it was somebody different in the suit than at the end of the movie. And they weren't clear on it. Can Taskmaster move at all? Or... Or is she going to have to be programmed for the rest of her life, like have a chip in her that helps her walk like Rhodey does now? Um, so I felt like that was a little weak, you know, and that immediately like knocked it down a little bit for me was the Taskmaster reveal because it did feel like you had that emotional weight to it, but it still didn't feel heavy enough to justify Natasha's reaction to it at the end. So Taskmaster being Dreykov's daughter was, I think the emotional yeah, we weight that. to it was a good thing. Rather than it just being like some rich dude. I do like that. I just, like I said, my my gripe with it was be more threatening. Like, Taskmaster is supposed to be very, very threatening as a character. So be more threatening. So here's my hope. Is that in the future we get Taskmaster again. And if it's that easy, and if Taskmaster is mainly programmed, then it would be cool to see another villain get a hold of Taskmaster program taskmaster and then get to see a more threatening taskmaster yeah because like they never did explain like Dreykov said he had to put a chip in her because the building falling on her so we can assume that a lot of the movement comes from being programmed and like obviously the psychological bio conditioning that they go through um but they never said if the abilities came from being programmed because he did say she watches and she can mimic anything um, so they still could retcon that and have it be that Antonia can just watch, go with it. you know, and they could go with that too. And then have it be like the chip is what helps her do the movement because the building fall on her and like she's paralyzed technically. So you still get that Achilles heel in your villain. Um, right. Cause it could still be like, just because you freed Antonia of Dreykov doesn't mean that she's going to go be like a good guy. Um, they could end up going like a Deadpool route and have it being like a mercenary for hire who's an anti-hero, which I think would be a little weird given that it's Taskmaster and he's such a a villain for Black Widow and Spider-Man and like some of the Avengers and stuff. Um, so I don't know. It'd be cool to see him again and some stuff, but I just don't know how they would do it. Yeah, I'm not quite sure, um, but I want to see the character again. And I want to see them be more threatening. Oh, yeah, no. Like, if that was a taste... I Yeah, if that was it. a taste of what's to come, sweet, awesome, cool with it. But if that was the extent, then I'm not as satisfied. Yeah, it's just like, I wish that they had never revealed who Taskmaster was, and that... Yes! Because I didn't think that they were going to, because that's kind of the thing with Taskmaster, is that it's an un... Like, you, you know who he is in, in the comics and stuff. 
but the character like the other characters never really see his face and things and he's so formidable and scary and when he's like in the movie whenever he was around i was just like oh god how are they going to get out of this you know because this dude's unbeatable unmatched he does everything you do but he does it better and i i don't know like the seeing the face kind of like brought it down an entire star for me when i watched it um because i just didn't think that they were gonna do that i thought it'd be cool if they we never saw taskmaster's face they just you could still do everything exactly the same just never reveal who he is uh and then they fight at the end of it and taskmaster leaves you know gets away for whatever reason because ross is coming or because Drakov is dead so they've got to go reevaluate some stuff and like figure out what their next plan of action is and then you get that okay yelena and company are going to go free the rest of the widows and taskmaster's like i don't know what to do but i'm still programmed to stop this so then we get a side movie of yelena and the red guardian and stuff going to free these other widows around the world from facilities and taskmaster is chasing them to prevent it and they have to keep fighting with taskmaster and then we get a reveal at the end of that, you know. Uh, yeah, build it up more yeah. rather than just one movie. Yeah, because I just yeah. I felt I like the build up, agree. the build up wasn't there and it fell flat. Um, but we, in just a second, we'll get into a little bit more of Black Widow and some of the scenes that, to me, felt really predictable. That kind of, yeah, yeah, brought it down just a little bit. So we'll we'll, we'll hit that in just a second. Yeah, we'll be right back. Welcome back, everybody. We're going to talk about some scenes that were a little underwhelming to us, and we're also going to talk about some things that we really enjoyed. Yeah, so do you want to start with underwhelming or enjoyed? Let's start with underwhelming. Let's end it on a positive note. So we'll start with the negative. So some of the scenes were super, super predictable as soon as they set them up. And I feel like they kind of had to do that because they were getting really heavy with some of the Red Room lore. Um, I know Yelena was like explaining the involuntary hysterectomies in a very funny way. Uh, But they really did dive into some of the the absolute scariness that the Red Room is. Um, So they probably had to balance out some of that stuff with like some easygoing things i don't know because like the face swap that melena and natasha did was super super predictable and as soon as they stacked the scene um from the second that melena knocked yelena out i knew that that's where that was going right uh so when drake like pulled the prosthesis thing off her face i was like of course that's what happened like of course, Natasha's not going to let herself get knocked down, kidnapped, you right. know. Uh, was that predictable for you, too? Honestly, not. the thing that made it not predictable for me is I didn't quite catch the face masks when they showed them, like, in the room with all of her, like, weaponry and stuff like that. And so I didn't catch those. So had I seen those, it would have been very predictable. It was one of those things where it's like you look away for a second and you don't catch something. Yeah, I don't know if they actually showed, like, because they did a quick pan of the room. And you saw, like, some yeah, of the wigs all- and stuff? Um, okay, so they are. Uh, yeah, they are. I went, like, I went back and, like, I was like, oh, okay. Okay, yeah, because I there missed them. I there was just, are. like, 
they're going to do something because, you know, Natasha wouldn't get knocked out. It's just not. No, yeah. Like, she just won't. I didn't think the betrayal was real. Yeah. I'll say that. I did not think that Milena's betrayal was real. I think it was a setup. Um, which it was. Mm-hmm. So I it, that part was predictable. The face thing I just missed because I didn't even see the map. I, like I said, you look away for a second sometimes and they'll pan over something and then you miss yeah. that little detail. Um, but that detail tells you, yeah, these are going to be used and they're masks. Like, obviously, <laughs> these are these are spies and assassins. So these are the types of tools they use. Yeah. Yeah. What else? Um, what was your other most underwhelming scene aside from that? um underwhelming probably the honestly i don't know i might get hate for it but the fight between taskmaster and the red guardian on the ship yeah that fight didn't seem very like intense and i think that that should have been one of the most intense fights yeah considering who the red guardian like the red guardian is supposed to be the the russian equivalent to literally captain yeah, america yeah he's got the super soldier so that fight, stuff so yeah that fight should have been a lot more intense in my opinion and maybe even a little more drawn out like i wanted it to move around the ship more and it didn't as much as i wanted it to so that was a little eh yeah i mean i kind of chalk that up to like red guardian has been alexi has been out of the game for 20 something years now and hasn't really had to move like that because we do see that a little bit in the beginning where he's having trouble getting to natasha and yelena when they come to break him out of the prison um which we can talk about that scene in a minute because i did love it uh so i just tried to assume that that's why it wasn't as like ooh. You know, but we've spent this entire movie hearing his war story of, like, him fighting Captain America, which I still don't understand because it would have been in the 80s. Cap was clearly frozen. So who did he fight? Did he fight the Winter Soldier? Uh, who? Like. Yeah, what? <laughs> who are- yeah, who, who are you battling? Because it definitely wasn't Steve Rogers. So my brain is just like, it was the Winter Soldier. Who are you fighting? Yeah, I'm like, it was the Winter Soldier and he just got confused or something. Uh, hopefully we'll touch on that eventually one day. But yeah, that was a little underwhelming. And then, like. The usage of Milena was a little underwhelming, too, because, like, they built up these characters in the trailers so much, and then you didn't really get to see her a whole lot. Yeah, she was very off-screen. Like, she she was very... She was a small piece of the puzzle. Like, she, yeah, she was vital yeah. in getting to the Red Room, but... She was a traumatic piece of the puzzle. She just wasn't... Yeah. Like, a big piece. Right, exactly. Like... Just didn't quite, quite do it. Um, I would like the thing that makes it underwhelming is I wanted to see more of her because I liked her. Yeah, I really did. I like um, Rachel Weisz a whole lot. Uh, I think she's phenomenal in like everything that she's in. So when they announced her as joining the MCU, I was super, super stoked. I actually thought that she would be Taskmaster. That, that would have been kind of cool. That would have been cool to yeah. see. Yeah, like an ultimate betrayal type thing, because uh, it was rumored around on the internet for a while, because they did not release who was playing Taskmaster, the actor or actress or whatever. Uh, they did not come out and that was the only character that did not have a name assigned to it. It just said Taskmaster on all the posters and stuff. So they were doing everything they could to right. keep it a secret, which I thought was cool. So one of the one of the rumors was it was either going to end up being Yelena or it was going to be Milena. And I think either one of those would have been really really cool because like if it had been yelena we would have got that comic book setup of like they're in a rivalry because 
Natasha left her, which was another really underwhelming thing of the movie is that Natasha just assumed Yelena got out of the Red Room on her own and never, like, tried to confirm yeah. that. Yeah, that was know? a little not, like, that wasn't very believable. because It was very like, out of character. Yeah, if you're the protective older sister, like, which Natasha is even for, like, other Avenger characters in the movies, like, very protective, very, yeah. like, older sisterly and everything like so to imagine that her actual like little adopted sister she's just like oh yeah she made it out she's fine yeah and like between fans of the mcu she's commonly called the glue that holds the avengers together and you see that a lot in endgame that for five years she was the only one who actively ran the avengers through wakanda and space and stuff um yeah so it's unbelievable that she would just get out of the red room go join the avengers and or go join shield and not attempt to find out what happened to yelena uh so that was a little underwhelming and then it was really just the ending like the first hour and 15 minutes of the movie felt like a completely different thing compared to the ending um which kind of makes sense when you think about it because didn't filming have to stop because of the pandemic for a little bit no i don't I don't think filming had to stop on this one. This was filmed um, right after Endgame. It was just... So this one just got... The release just got affected. Yeah. I think the release just got pushed back on this one. And then someone like the... They had to go back and reshoot a little bit of it, I think. So some of that may have got messed up due to COVID. But I don't think it was too affected. I think it was just the premiere that was really affected. But did you have any other underwhelming things to talk about before we move on to the absolutely fantastic pieces of this movie? Um, underwhelming. No, I think I think those were like my main my main underwhelming scenes. Would have loved to seen the Red Guardian just be a little more kick ass. Yeah, is what it is. He's still alive, so we might get him in the future. We we might see him again. I the Kevin Feige did come out in the last couple of days and say that we have not seen the last of Melena in the Red Guardian. Uh, so I would assume that we'll see them again in something with uh Florence Pugh's Yelena. At- at some point, um, I will say that I was very glad that they kind of switched up how the Red Guardian was in this movie because I do believe him and Natasha were married at some point as like oh, a no. deep cover type deal for the Red Room. Uh, I'm glad they switched that. Yeah, so I'm I'm pretty happy that they did that. Uh, I was very conflicted on Red Guardian in this movie though because like in the trailers for the film, it seemed like he was going to have more of a parental role. And then you get that whole scene of, like, my girls are the toughest girls in the world. And it's so heartbreaking because then immediately after, the girls are taken to the Red Room. But then later in the movie, he's just like, I, that was boring. That was the worst three years of my life. I fucking hated it. Like, raising children and being stuck in Ohio. Fucking hated it. But then he's like, you guys came back for me. You're my girls. You're my family. I love you. Let's go destroy things together so it was really weird how they did his character i think honestly for me it was very stereotypical like boomer dad yeah i could see that which is not me saying all dads who are boomers are like that but just like very like the stereotype of that like you know even when yelena is explaining like yeah you know i don't have like reproductive organs reproductive yeah reproductive organs My anymore and he's just like oh oh and you know like that's that's how i imagine a boomer dad reacting you know like when you know your 
a girl and you get your period and like the boomer dad's like oh tell your mom no, I don't, like, don't want to hear about it it's, it. it's like yeah i don't want to hear about that it's I'm like oh my tampons. god it's like grow up dude like that's yeah. what he reminded me of he reminded me of a boomer dad yeah i could a see stereotypical that typical boomer dad yeah. and also like kind of about himself like that also made like my accomplishments and you know did captain america talk about me and it's just like yeah, okay, yeah and dude. then like we got that that scene at the dinner table with um the fam having drinks and uh, Milena's like we found the key to unlocking free will to take it away and she not once in 21 years thought that they used this on Yelena and Natasha cuz everybody knew Natasha got out of the red room she dumped the shield files to the internet in the winter soldier movie which i had forgot about the first time i watched this movie cuz i was like how the fuck does everybody know that Natasha killed Dracoff's daughter when that was like a secret shield op that she did to join shield because clint was sent to kill her and they talked about this in the first avengers movie that he was sent to kill her um and instead he saw something in her that made him go let's defect you to shield we have to kill dragov and she was like done and done and done and i'll kill his daughter too for good measure and uh, the whole bloodline yeah it was a little more dramatic than that and like she definitely didn't want to kill a child but she still did it so like, we, we got all that, and I had forgotten completely that she dumped the files to the internet, so the entire world knows every single terrible thing that S.H.I.E.L.D. knew that Natasha had done, including killing Dracoff's daughter. Because I kept going, how the fuck does everybody know that she did this? Wh- how? It's not like they just broadcast on the news, newest Avenger, Natasha Romanoff, the Black Widow from the Red Room that was a Russian super-secret organization. And then I remembered that the files exist in the MCU, so people know what happened and what S.H.I.E.L.D. does and everything. Uh, which is why they had to move the Red Room to the sky, right. which was also a little stupid. The literal sky. Yeah, when they're like, that's why it's off the radar. I'm like, dude, can we take like... a moment and just be realistic? Because we are tracking things that are out like, of our orbit. So it being high up I'm in like the sky does not co- mean I'm like shit. I'm sure that they confirmed the existence of another solar system a couple years ago based on satellite imagery from space. So like... So fucking Tony Stark has we saw in, in a Spider-Man Far From Home that he has drones in space that like monitor Earth and shit. So like you're trying to tell me that Tony Stark wouldn't right. have picked up on this weird ass Russian floating thing at all. Like Right. Exactly. It's like this is not believable at all. Like it would have made more sense to put it underground right? at that point. Like that like, scene that where they're going been... up to it and Melina when Natasha looks back at Alexi and is like, well, now you know how Dracoff stayed above the radar. And I was like, I fucking hate this. Yeah, like, that's not, no, no, no <laughs> logic to that. No science to that. No, just, nope. Like, if they'd at least said, like, yeah, we there is something on the ship that, like, deflects Yeah, like the, like the Quinjets. It's up like, on- they go invisible or whatever. Right. And the helicarrier, the shield helicarrier could go invisible yeah like you know. something I, yeah to actually... i guess like i'll overlook it because i'm sure that it's implied that they have something like that <laughs> i won't <laughs> i still i still think I it was won't stupid. overlook it like, i'm it was still, still upset dumb, but it's whatever they crash it which uh, the other the last scene that i felt like was a little like we didn't really need it was the sky fight it was cool it was super super cool uh Physically, you can't also move physics. your body through air if you're falling at that velocity that quick. Uh, 
Yeah, and it's like, oh, well, they were grabbing onto pieces of building. No. You'd rip no. your hand off. Yeah. Also, like you and the building are not going to fall at the same speed. I'm sorry. But, like, like, that's not how science works. That's not... Where's the science in any of this? So, <clears throat> one of the early reviews I saw for this movie was, like, all the way up until the ending, this movie was grounded and in, in really well done. And then it was, like, they remembered that they're a Marvel movie and have, like, a multi-million dollar budget and had to use it on CGI. So, they did this big sky fight with Taskmaster and Natasha. And... Like, I liked it. Like, visually, it still looked cool. And you got to see Natasha's protectiveness over Yelena when she, like, shoved away from her, which was a very good call to the future of what Natasha does on Vormir with Hawkeye, where she jumps off the cliff and, like, shoves herself away from him off the cliff. She did the exact same thing with Yelena here. Uh, And, like, a self-sacrificing move to get Taskmaster away from Yelena. But it was still, like... You just fell through a helicopter, and why was that parachute just strategically placed at the edge of the the building for you to grab and jump and and you keep grabbing onto glass and shit? Like you're gonna cut your hand off. Oh shoot! No one gave Natasha a uh, a parachute. Uh, hey, camera guy, run and give her one real quick. Yeah, throw one over there by the edge. <laughs> this, just this is real some, quick. She'll grab it on the way this out. This is some fake survivor shit. <laughs> Fucking right. And then. Uh, uh, oh, real quick on Taskmaster again, his little backpack, his little knapsack that he had, uh, where he, like, shoved his sword down in it after the the bridge fight scene at the beginning of the movie with his shield and stuff. Like, it just opened and expanded and, like, ate all of his equipment and then closed back up. <laughs> I love yeah, it. It was so I, stupid. Yeah. Uh, so that's really, like, most of the stuff that I did not like about the movie. Is that all that you didn't like? <laughs> it felt very... I mean, I'll say this about the building fighting. It reminds me of, like, Dungeons and Dragons. We have this thing called Rule of Cool, <laughs> where it's like, okay, physically, this is very unlikely, and everything in science says no. But is it very cool? Yes. And that's what the air fight felt like with the building pieces. I was like, okay, I'm going to give this up to the Rule of Cool. Like, every movie gets one Rule yeah. of Cool pass. This is where the rule of cool is going to come in. That was a cool, it was a cool scene to see. It just wasn't very believable. But it was very very cool 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 to see. Um, I guess the last thing I didn't like was like the the underwhelming use of all the other Black Widows. Uh, Yeah, like, oh, we also, okay. (laughs) Ashton pointed this out and it's, but this is in every movie, but it just, it grinds my gears so much. The let's take one turn at a time to try and beat her up. Like, oh, why God, would you when not they, like, all held just... her together and like, <laughs> yeah, like taking but turns also, kicking her? <laughs> not even, not even that. But like when they first come in and they're fighting her, and they're like half of them are just standing there, just waiting for their turn to attack her. I'm like, why would you not all jump on her? So like, you're trying to she tell is, me she is the Black Widow. This is the bla- This is the entire reason why you guys had to switch up how you Black Widow because this is the Black Widow. You know, this is Natasha Romanoff. Like, you you can't beat her. She's the Black Widow. But then, like, they right. come in, and I'm like, you guys are all expertly trained in martial arts, various versions of it, um, espionage, marksmanship, and not one of you is pulling out a gun and just going to fucking shoot her. Like, Thank she's still you. human. Thank you. You know, I'm like, well, there were- one of y'all could have been. He was like, make it, like, make it hurt. It's like, yeah, guns hurt, dude. Okay, so like I, I forgot, uh, I forgot that he said that. Like, make but, it hurt and don't leave till she's dead. So I'm like, kneecaps. That would have really hurt. They took it right. They took it so literal that they were like, "We're just gonna fucking fist a cuff yeah, right but now, throw down, it's a, gentlemen's 
brawl. It's the one at a time. Like you can literally watch the scene. They one at a time attack her. But why would yes. they not? Why would like at least three of them? Because I understand there's like a certain mechanic where like if literally all of them attack, there isn't room to do that. But like three yeah. of them flanking her and all trying to kick at once. That way, at least one of the kicks land. Like what? What? This shouldn't have been a you had to hold her down to get attacks on her this should have been like a there's 15 20 of you and there's one her right like that was that um that was super super just funny that they did that you know that they were just like this is west side story fighting in the back alley type yeah <laughs> <laughs> like oh uh, yes we all respect each other we will take one at a time turns to attack yeah. you so you can prove yourself it's like I that's do, not that's not real i will say that it felt like they blocked that scene so that you could see natasha can hold her own against several opponents all at once uh so you get a little bit of that call back to the comics where she can like assess a scene as it's happening and make her next move instead of having to process it and then do it so it slows her down. She can just do it all at once. Uh, so that was kind of cool. Um, but it was still just, like, goofy, you know? Yeah, it was too goofy for me. Like, yeah. I think that they could have easily shown that ability by having several of them attack at one time. Like, you know, the logic, the enemy's logic of, well, let's at least have three of us attack at once. Okay, how does she get out of that? Oh, she does? <laughs> right. I remember. Like, She's a badass. Right, like, bro, just pull a Yelena and grab a freaking rocket launcher and just blow the room up. Oh, my God. Listen, you know, Yelena's like, such, like, a I don't give a shit. She's practical. And she's very practical. She, let's, she got okay. all the pockets. Yeah, I was literally about to say the pockets. I love it <laughs> so much. Okay. So, we got to talk so about before the we jump, or no, yeah, Go ahead, go so ahead. So, before we jump straight into, like, how much we loved Yelena, let's talk about those the choreography in this. Because, like, they used all of the... All of the Widow choreography and everything was just phenomenal. Even though that fight was, like, really goofy. It was all great. Like, they blocked everything really well. There was a scene in that fight where somebody picks Natasha up and slams her into a pillar. And then she jumps off of it to, like, do her pose land. Uh, I'm assuming to kick somebody. And another Widow is behind her and just grabs her and smacks her into a table. And I was like, damn. That's, like, heavy stunt coordination on that and they used a lot of the stunt actors for the widows are in the movie like they weren't just coming in to do stunts for an actress like they were just in the movie as the widows like all the stunt all the stunt people yeah, are, which was which, super cool yeah it's cool when the stunt uh people get to actually be characters like that's because then it's like more realistic because they're the ones doing the fights you don't have to like cut in and out and like try to do certain angles it's like no this is just who they are like these are the real people doing these things and also scarlett johansson has to learn how like has to get on board <laughs> we have to help yeah, her a little bit they talked about that a little bit in like one of the interviews that i saw that they were using for promo on this um about how florence Pugh and scarlett johansson the first day they met on set was when they filmed the apartment fight scene and uh they had gone through, obviously, like, three or four months of just stunt training separately, and then they had to put it all together that day, and they were like, the first time we met each other, I was smashing plates over her head. And uh, What a sick like, introduction. Fuck. Why didn't yeah, we I was meet like, that I way? Love that. Right. We could have. We could have met that the way. The setup was there. Yeah, the, yeah, absolutely. When we first met, we could have absolutely smashed plates over each other's heads, done a whole It wouldn't have been team. nearly as successful. No! But... <laughs> and we probably would have been in the hospital, but it would be a 100%. cool story for us. Can't move like Us. that now no uh, I, I can't I... 
I couldn't move like that ever. <laughs> that so was flexible. I loved it. I loved like the the blocking of all the fight scenes in the top row frame that you get in like video games a lot. Yeah. Where like you're seeing it from her point of view and it was so cool. Like they framed and blocked everything in this movie to make Natasha a hero. And yeah, absolutely. I fucking loved it. There was a scene on that bridge too when they broke him out of prison where she goes to jump and grab the cable that's hanging from the helicopter and kick somebody off of it and it goes into slow motion. And that's one of the few slow motion scenes in a movie where I was like, oh, that was cool. Because normally it's really lame when they do like a slow motion fight hit or something. Uh, not into it. Yeah, it's hard to it's hard to do it and make it actually yeah. cool. But that yeah, was it was super cool. sick. And like the Taskmaster jumping off the car in slow motion, uh, and doing that that Cap America flip with his shield was so cool. Yeah, I love that the Taskmaster had the shield. It was so fucking cool. Like the callback to the oh sick the like jujitsu training and Krav Maga that Captain America went through. Uh, and all that. And then, like, the last... I've been saying this is so cool for so many times, like, so much right now that it, it's a little ridiculous. But, like, the the scene at the very end, the last battle, you know, the boss battle between Taskmaster and Natasha, where she's trying so hard not to hurt her now that she knows who Taskmaster is, where she fucking jumps off of her and takes her sword from her and, like, does her little backflip thing and lands and, like, has that sword pointed out. I was like, oh. That yeah, was cool. That was, that was like yeah, that, that was, was so well fucking done. cool. Why didn't they give this girl a sword in like all the movies? And uh, why does she not have a sword? Give why this she person a sword. A baton, a, a electric baton. Give her a sword. That was so cool. Um, so what are some other things that you loved about this movie? I really did love the dynamic between the family, um, because I do think that the Red Guardian was going off of Milena. And, like, what she was feeling. Because I think that he cared for her deeply. And we got to see that a little bit in all of his, like, weird, gross, I'm out of prison and I have a lot of energy. Uh, oh, my God. That weird scene, shit. when he said that, I was like, I can't. I can't with this. Like, I can't with this dad right now. Like, your like, daughters Ugh. are at the table. I can't. I fit. No, stop. Like, I, right. I felt like I was at the table and I was like, this is uncomfortable. You get that like chill up your spine, and you're like, Ugh. Uh, <laughs> Ugh. I just I watched you put that suit on, and you struggle, and now you're talking about banging Marina, in like, yeah, and you haven't <laughs> showered, and you're nasty, and like, Ugh. <laughs> it was just like they named a pig after you. Stop it. Uh, I liked that because it seemed like Melena really, because in the beginning of the movie, when he comes home and he's like, "It's time," and she goes, "I don't want to go back," and you know, Alexi looks at her and he says, "Don't say that." Uh, because at that point, Yelena, we she confirmed it later in the movie, had been cycled through the Red Room like five times by that point, I think. Yeah. Four or five times. a lot. And she didn't want to go back. She didn't want to do this anymore. She wanted to stay in Ohio with the girls and with him. So clearly they did care about each other. And Melena did care about the girls. I think more than Alexi did uh, was the vibes that I got. But he did care about them as a unit. Uh, so I liked that. Yeah, it was... It- yeah, it's it was very uh like this is the this is my team. Yeah. I also loved the fucking um, um after they fight Taskmaster in in the underground subway um when they go to that like convenience store and Yelena was like you're a poser. <gasps> yes, I was about to say yes. I love that scene so much and she like gets down all slow and she's like and you do this hair with the arm the thing, thing with the I'm arm like, and the hair oh. and you pose. And then she calls her a poser throughout the rest yes. of the movie. I fucking died. I was like, I love this so much. 
yeah, that was really. Oh, I I was dying in the like theater when I saw that because just like her little sister being <laughs> like, "Oh, you do the superhero thing." I'm just you know. because that is something that as I feel like you know superhero lovers in general like that's one of the cheesiest things oh there's the superhero landing oh, oh she did there's it. the superhero pose she even did the superhero landing when she like got the shit kicked out of her off that roof when they were running from the widows right before that and she like smacked off all those like uh fire escapes and dumpsters and shit she still landed in a superhero pose yeah exactly like, it's, it's <laughs> like exactly. your fucking knees <laughs> Like, yeah, one, yeah, exactly. One, your knees, two. Your joints can't handle man, this no more. Go take every your superhero does this. I was gotta love have, it. Gotta have a cool pose. And uh, crisp high five to the convenience store clerk who overheard them talking about all this. And Natasha going, I'm on the run. We're trained killers. You're a killer. I'm a killer. We're killers. We gotta go kill some people in the red room. And he didn't even glance up from his newspaper. He was just like, another day in Budapest. Like, about to say, you know, just another <laughs> day in Budapest, you know. Yeah, high Maybe, five to that He probably guy. hears he probably hears this shit all day, and he's just like, "That's fine, right?" That's, you like, know, I'm not getting involved. I'm just here to sell you some chips and some drinks, and you can get out of my face because you know, I'm like, not getting I, on your bad side. I'm not asking any questions. I'm not gonna glance at you. So I did like that uh, a whole lot. That like the whole posing thing, and then uh. Like, Yelena's emotions through that with the fight scene in the kitchen and stuff, if you, like, heavily paid attention to it, Yelena was the only one who was making, like, screaming, like, she screamed when she hit her with a plate, she screamed when she smacked her, and Yelena was very emotional throughout the entire movie, and she let herself be emotional, uh, where Natasha kept it close to her until the very end. Yeah, And she was like, I'm sorry. They, the thing about, like, the entire family is, it's dysfunctional to the point where none of them know how to really talk yeah to each other and it's like at the end of the day like i know it was a forced family but you guys still are like at the end of the day everyone is in a forced family like everyone like you don't get to choose who you're born to like yeah you don't get to choose who your parents are you don't get to choose who your kids are so at the end of the day we're all in forced families when you I really say that, think about that. So yeah. it like them not being able to talk out their emotions and all the stuff going on and all of the trauma that they're causing one another and then all the tension, but then also still loving one another is was I really like that. All the dynamics were good. I did love that. And everybody had such great chemistry in this movie, especially uh, Florence Pugh and Scarlett Johansson. Like they really felt bonded and like they did care for each other even though it was only three years you know and i try to think about this the other day because somebody asked me like they were only together for three years so what does it matter and i said well it's probably more of an emotional impact for yelena because she would have been three years old at the start of that mission you know she was a baby yeah she was in the developing stages that's when yeah that's when you form those and then she was six when the red room took her so uh it makes sense that for the first half of her life, she really thought Natasha was her sister. She thought these were her parents, and then they just abandoned her. You know, so now she's got attachment issues and some shit going on once she remembers who she is. So I fucking loved that and, like, how much shit Yelena gave her throughout the movie. And I love the pockets. I love the vest. Like, it was so... Oh my god, that is the ugliest vest I've ever seen in my life. But you know, at the end of the like when she when she said, This is my like choice, I got to make this choice, I got to buy this, I got to choose this. I was just like like my heart broke. I was like, Oh my god, 
you're right. It's like at the end of the day, it doesn't matter if it's ugly. It doesn't matter what it looks like. You know, you bought it because you saw the practicality in it. You saw the beauty in it. Like, and it you got to choose to buy it and wear it. And that is, that was so good. Yeah. I was like, just that, that scene alone. I was just like, wow. I like that. I liked that a lot. And I liked how when she gives it to Natasha, and that's like what we see her in next is that vest. Like she's wearing that because she's proud of Yelena and she loves her. And she knows that she's out there somewhere doing good and helping the widows while Natasha goes and puts the Avengers back together and finds Steve and stuff. So that was, I liked that callback a whole lot. Um, and speaking of a young Yelena, that opening sequence of like the first 15 minutes of the movie was fucking phenomenal. Like the the fanfare playing and it going straight into that cover of nirvana's smells like teen spirit was just amazing like yeah that didn't even feel like a marvel movie that whole opening no. uh credit scene like that felt definitely like a late 90s early 2000s action spy thriller movie yes you know like very very jason born like the born identity stuff is what that felt like yeah, definitely. Probably some inspiration drawn off of it, honestly. Um, because this is I would, I would think so, because they are. did. Yeah, and then, like, the it felt very fan-made, too. Like, have you ever watched any of those, like, fan-made trailers for the characters and stuff? I may have seen the one for Gambit, like, ten times now, because <laughs> I crave content, but don't judge me. <laughs> right, like, after Endgame, I was like, Black Widow! Uh, so I may have watched a couple of them, and... Uh, like when they were doing that sequence of like they show you like the conditioning how natasha went through like programming um and you got to see young natasha in the background and then all these like little black widow symbols and all the red and stuff it felt very fan made and like this movie was made by a fan of the genre and of the character and then given to us so that was so cool yeah it's when it feels like it's made by a fan, it feels like you it you resonate with it really well because you're also a fan. So yeah, it just feels good. So it feels I like will it's say, a little gift. Yeah, I will say that Scarlett Johansson was the executive producer on this film, so she had a lot of input on what went on and how they handled the story, what music they did, the costuming, the hair. She found the director and brought the director in into it and. uh she worked closely with the screenwriter, Jack Schaefer, who did WandaVision. Uh, she screenwrote Black Widow, and then right after, she did WandaVision. So, clearly, we want to keep her around. Um, yeah. So, Scarlett Johansson is definitely one of us. She's a yeah, nerd. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, she's a total nerd. And she cares nerd. a lot about this character. And Kevin Feige said that in one of his interviews with her, they asked her, like, is Natasha done? Is this in? Scarlett Johansson pretty much said... You dip out while it's good. So, yes. Uh, we will not be seeing Natasha Romanoff again. Um, but we have but we have Yelena. And we I'm have excited Yelena. about that. Yeah. Like, yeah. I'm excited about that. I'm, like, the end credit scene, at, you know, or whatever you want to call post-credit scene, the tag scene, where... It's so sad. Yeah. Like, seeing her at the grave and just sad and then being handed a picture of clint and being like this is who did this do you want to take care of it i was excited because because thunderbolts i know <laughs> like, like they're we're so absolutely setting... gonna get the thunderbolts in the future 
we're getting like do you remember how in like the first couple mcu movies like at the very very end there'd be like nick fury coming in or tony stark coming in talking to like bruce banner or whatever and uh like we're getting that again and it's it's sickening that i'm falling for it a second time yeah, I'll say we were we were getting the Avengers and now we got it. Now we're going to get the Thunderbolts. On top of that, Fantastic Four is coming out, which is going to bring in, which can bring in X-Men with Dark Phoenix. Like, this is going to be, I think there's so much good stuff coming. I'm so excited. I'm glad they're setting it up. I'm glad Yelena's still here. I'm glad they're giving her a reason to be in another MCU, like, production and uh some content because i want to see more of her like i want i want her to be built up like natasha was built up so we can see more of her background before we get to the thunderbolts which they better do i think that they will um i don't really know how they're gonna do it though because like originally i was saying that like the thunderbolt team is kind of what led to old man logan and old man hawkeye where it's like a whole thing but I wonder how they're going to handle that. I want to see Thunderbolts uh, in the future. So, <laughs> and I think that uh, Yelena coming in and that end credit scene was pretty much, especially for Val to be the one to come up and talk to her. It's like, yeah, okay. What a little shit. Yeah. <laughs> Honestly, she she is going to be like one of the behind the scenes mass manipulators. And I'm very excited about it because those always make things interesting in these movies. So the fact that she's got US agent, now we've got Yelena. Like, who are we getting next? Like, I'm excited to see. I'm very excited for all this setup. Did you, like, when Yelena was whistling at the grave, were you, like, still slightly waiting to hear if Natasha would whistle back? Yes, I was. I was like, that'd be cool if they if that was, like, how they did the... She didn't actually die on Vormir. Like, when they gave the stones back, she did get to come back to life. And now she whistles back her... That would have been such a cool... Like, if they had just cut it right there, you hear a whistle back, and Yelena just, like, looks shocked or something, and they cut the camera. Uh... That would have been cool. I don't know what they would have done with it, but would have had Elena teaming up with Hawkeye at that point in his show coming up, and then trying to find where Natasha is. That would have been cool too. I mean, yeah, having Natasha be reprogrammed to be a bad guy, and then they have to break her out of it again together. Like they could have easily done that. I think. I'm sure some. I'm sure a lot of people will disagree with me, but I think that could have been a cool storyline. Yeah, that's still, that could have been really cool, but they could have also just done it as, like, the face swap thing again, where it was, like, somebody pretending to be Natasha for whatever reason, and then now they set off on this mission to track her down and find her, you know? Oh, uh, yeah. That would have been cool, too. And then you find out it's somebody else. Yeah, giving false hope. Yeah. That would have been, like, a sucker punch to the gut, but it would have been cool. Yeah, like, sometimes getting sucker punched in the gut uh, feels horrible and great at the same time. It was really cool, all the throwbacks and the nods and stuff, like, the throw the glance at the blonde hair dye box yes the blonde hair dye box i was gonna bring that up yeah like the getting to see like oh okay this is when she decided yeah like she had a plan put in place already and i don't necessarily think before the start of the movie that she was planning on going after the other avengers and getting them out i think she was legitimately going to try and go off the map and live alone um because she felt very hurt oh absolutely but then at the end of it she's like i'm gonna go break my family out of prison uh so now we know she helped steve get them out because that end credit at Civil War was him going into the prison and getting everybody out. So now we know he definitely had the help. Yeah, I also really loved the brutality of some of the scenes in this. And, like, when Dreykov was, like, hitting Natasha and stuff, like, you got to see the impacts. You saw the blood. You saw the broken nose that she did. Yes! Oh, my um, God, when she insults him and says, well, you didn't quite do it because you're not strong enough. And then she just slams her head into the desk. I was like, holy shit. I know. I was like, that is so... And they left her nose broke 
and twisted for that whole yeah. entire sequence, which was so grueling and cool because they never do that. Like, not with a female who's supposed to be like the eye right, candy in the movie. They perfect. always have it be like, like no, nah, they let her yeah. look messed up. She got a cut on the face, but it's hot. No, nah, they t- you know? straight up twisted her nose. Yeah, I fucking love that. And then when she reset it and you just hear the crunch and stuff, I was like, ooh. <laughs> I also love that they showed, like, the bruising on her from her fight with Taskmaster very quickly when she was putting on her jacket and stuff at the apartment because uh, she had a bruise up her arm all over her back and her sides and stuff. So they humanized her for once, too. Yeah, like, she is taking these blows and they hurt. And that's why she was so offended when Elena was like, the god from space doesn't have to take an ibuprofen after a fight. Yeah, like... <laughs> God, that part. <laughs> oh my god. Just Elena shitting on Natasha the whole time is so I fucking loved it. Oh, uh, so good I that just, dynamic. I, I loved Elena more than I thought I would. Um She was probably my favorite character. Like honestly. Oh, yeah. Elena was like even more than Natasha, I loved Elena so much, and that's why I'm so pumped that we still get to see her. Yeah. I don't know how much longer we'll see her because I don't think that they have a contract with her or not. Um, and they only have the Hawkeye thing in works right now, but she was like, just so charismatic and funny and her fight scenes were so on point, you know, and you really got to see this person struggle and she was so emotional about everything. And it was really cool, uh, to have that. My guess is that her future will depend on everyone's reaction to her in the next thing she's going to be in. So everyone, if you could just react really good and say how much you love Elena, even if for some reason the Hawkeye show totally bombs, uh, just talk about how much Elena's awesome uh, so I can see more of her. That would be great. That's my one favor I'm asking. I know, everybody, everybody even one, if you don't like so. Hawkeye, uh, just pretend like you like Hawkeye and watch that show. Um, I know I'm watching it because I love yeah. Hawkeye and that's going to be loosely based off the Matt Fraction Hawkeye run, which is like iconic as hell. Uh, Yeah, we're getting there. We're getting closer and closer to that segment. Uh, So I'm so, so excited for that. And for them to bring Yelena into it with Kate Bishop, I'm like, you got them all together. What are you doing? Yep. Who has the most pockets? We're all here. I'm so excited for that. Yeah. I think the the last thing I want to talk about is... Uh, Drakeoff as a character and how un how hateable how hateable he was I think was well done when he called when he refers to girls as resources I was like oh hell no you did not just oh fuck him up somebody get this man somebody kill him I want to yeah. see him brutally mur- so when the hell when he's in the helicopter and it blows up I'm like good fuck you like yeah i fucking i fucking love that yelena was so hellbent that she was going to kill this man for all of the torment and the and the trauma that he gave to these girls and her and natasha and melena over the years that she was like i will die for this this is a cool way to uh, die this is a cool i love that she kept saying yeah. that too. Like, this is a very cool way to die. <laughs> she's getting uh, her head almost cut up when she's like this is not a cool way to die <laughs> this, is a, this is a much less cool, yeah, way to much die. Less cool i love that die. i thought they were gonna face swap her I thought they were gonna do the face swap shit on her oh, yeah. when I saw that in the trailer too. But they were just gonna like take out a piece of her brain, I guess. Whatever. Yeah. Um, I loved that. I love that she believed so full heartedly that this man is just vile. And, and he was. And he is. Yeah, like he it is. made Marvel, him very vile. Yeah, they struggle so hard to make a villain villainous in these in the MCU because they always try to give it like that slight redemption of like you could see the badness in it, but. Could you see the good too, like with Thanos and the Flag Smashers and uh, 
Killmonger from Black Panther. Um, Scarlet Witch going back to Scarlet and forth Witch, all the time, you, you know. know? Uh, but Dracoff is just straight up like nasty. Yeah, this dude is nasty. You want to like? Yeah, there's nothing cheer. redeemable. Right, you, you cheer know? when he finally gets what he deserves. When Natasha and first when, punches him. Yeah, when he finally, like when she's able to, gets wrecked by Natasha. When he gets blown up in the helicopter, all of it, like all of it, so good. Like that, that yeah. really. That really stuck with me because it, it it's like you said, it's hard to see a villain in Marvel movies that they don't give a redeeming arc to or redeeming this. But he truly yeah. just stays vile till the end. And that's good. I mean, they literally they literally did both in this movie with Taskmaster. They made it a redemption at the end. Uh, and then they gave you Dracoff, who was the ultimate villain, who was essentially just a powerless little man. Didn't even uh, care about his daughter like that. No, he didn't. So by like, oh, I have a kid and it's a girl. Sweet, just a tool I can use. Like, how fucking, like, how cold-blooded was Natasha, though, when she was like, did you feel anything when I killed your daughter? And I was like, bitch, this fucked you up for, like, 20 years, and you're just gonna, like, nonchalantly yeah, stick it out there, you know? But I was like, he what? Didn't even, he, like, but she's didn't, trying to get a rise out yeah, of it. Yeah, and he didn't even yeah. care, like... So, he, like, literally didn't, he's just like, well, look at her now, look what I made her into. Yeah, I made her is. better because of what you did. Like, oh my god, dude. You gave me my favorite weapon. I was like, what the fuck? Like, not even uh, my kid, like, my favorite weapon. Like, oh yeah. my gosh, dude. Like, and he kept referring to Natasha as his new toy. Uh, yeah, and, just everything. Yeah. Everything he said Ugh. was despicable, and I was so happy that they did that, because then when he dies, you're, there's no question. It is like, thank you. Thank you for letting them win and killing him. You know, like, and I don't know. I just, I, I felt real good about that. You know, like the wrap up of it. They killed the villain. They're still going to have to deal with the Red Room because there's still cells of it all over the place. Elena's on it. Uh, she was willing to die for that. Um, I just, I like that they actually made a villain a villain. Yeah, exactly. That was, yeah. So that was, that was really the last, like, big thing I loved. Was that the villain was truly a villain. Yeah, I think the last thing that I really, really loved, and this was something that I noticed from the trailers and the set pictures and stuff that were coming out when this, uh, before this movie was even confirmed, there were set pictures floating around and Kevin Feige kept going, I don't think we're making a Black Widow movie. And I'm like, well, then what are you doing? Because she's there and she died in Endgame. So what are you doing? Uh, was the costuming. Uh, yeah. In this movie. Everything was so practical. Yelena's uh, winter suit was fitting proper it was you know it wasn't skin tight that you yeah. couldn't move without yeah. making some weird squeak noise yeah and like there was no heels no wedges you know nobody was overly done up in makeup like natasha was in the first couple of avengers movies uh their hair was ponytail. yeah and braids and ponytails pushed back and nobody had a pristine roller set done and a full face of makeup on you know everybody when they zoomed in on like yelena at the end of it her skin looked like skin yeah you know like she looked tired and exhausted natasha looked exhausted for most of this movie um even at, like the black widow suits were practical and they all had shoulder pads elbow pads um chest plates and stuff so like they did really well in the costuming for this movie they desexualized all of these characters and made them so much more than just eye candy for people to look at. I think they honestly sexualized Red Guardian the most and I love that. 
<laughs> it was funny. <laughs> yeah, like, because his his sexualizing wasn't like as much like ooh, it was more funny. So like yeah, I enjoyed that too. That was that was pretty great. Yeah, I did like that. Um, so I think that covers pretty much everything that we loved about this movie. What would your final rating be on it? Okay, I give it like it's 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 an in between rating. It's seven point five to an eight because it just depends on my mood. So like. Sometimes a 7.5 and sometimes an 8. But overall, that's pretty good for like a sta- like a standalone single character Marvel movie. For me, that's pretty good. Yeah, I'll give it like an 8 out of 10. Um, first viewing of it, I gave it, I think, like a 6.5 to a 7 out of 10. Because uh, I think I was looking at it a little too critically. Because I went into it not really knowing where they were going with the storyline anyway. So I think in my brain, I was hoping for some way that she could still be alive at the end of this so we could see her again and now that i have accepted the fact that we don't necessarily need natasha to push this world onward when we've got a whole new gang of heroes coming in it's like an eight out of ten for me yeah yeah i think it was well done um i think it was overall well done i'm excited for the future of yelena and i'm hoping that we get to see a little bit more of the red guardian and why he thinks he legitimately fought captain america at some point but yeah, that'd be, I will, I'd want to see that explained. I don't think they will. I think they're going to brush over it, honestly. Very uh, MCU to do. Yeah, they'll probably be like, well, it was just mind control. <laughs> it was just a false that. memory. Sorry. Yeah. So next episode, I think we're in between two things we want to talk about right now. So it'll be a surprise because you guys have to wait. Sorry. Yep. Uh, you'll see it when you see it. Oh, you hear it when yeah. you hear it. I will say uh, that we're probably going to be throwing a bonus thing in there at some point in the next month or two since we are going to Avengers Campus next month. Yes, it's confirmed. We actually get to go to Avengers Campus, which uh, we might, you know, maybe we'll debate doing an episode about Avengers Campus. And just if it's like our experience about if it's good or not, because I'm definitely I have a lot of hype for it. So I hope it's good. But I hope I also hope I'm not let down. I know I don't want to hype myself up too much. Um, So we'll see what happens. This will be our first time going to Avengers Campus. I was kind of thinking maybe we'd, we would video some of it. But I also just don't know if I feel like doing that. Yeah, mm. a lot of work. Sorry. We'll do something. We'll we'll get you guys some pictures for for the for the Insta. You can have some Insta photos. And we'll see you guys in the next video. Not video. Oh, my God. (laughs) See, we've been talking about videos, and now I think we're in a video. We'll see you guys in the next episode. Yeah, we'll talk to you later. Bye. (laughs) Bye. is gonna be kind of cool i think i'm curious about the sam raimi spider-man on the wall though that says murderer this be cool jared leto looks like he eats skin like human skin i don't like the way his eyes look they're a bit too close together and narrow I can't wait for this movie to come out. 
It's probably going to be terrible. I'm very excited. Huh. This video is called How Jared Leto Got Ripped for Morbius. Have you met Jared Leto? The dude looks at a chicken nugget and gets, like, a 12-pack. Fucking stupid. Nangi's a vegan. That's why he gets a six-pack when he looks at a chicken nugget. Hey, well, love when my internet just goes out randomly on me. And my co-host talks about murderous Jared Leto. Half of that sentence I tru truly do love, but uh, the other half I don't. Good luck finding out which one. <laughs>